0: Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction. The podcast that revolves around one central theme. Stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com until then it's story time
1: in honor of chris and jamie here comes a special story the first read through of a script was always exciting for cat graham it was the start of production and it was also where each actor could show what what it was they were bringing to the roles they had landed. Kat still couldn't believe her luck. She might have dominated TV screen as Bonnie, the strong and feisty witch, but now was her chance to be the lead role to what would surely be a blockbuster. Flipping through the script, she had spent several weeks memorizing and falling in love with she lost all sense of time until the director himself came to collect it for the read-through. Ready to give life to Holly Croft? he asked, excitement shaking his body. Nervous, more like. Seriously, don't know how I am expected to pull this off. Kat humbled herself. It's not every day she got to play the part of a strong yet gentle female lead. She was so used to being the kick-ass that it would be nice to show a more mature side of herself. I should be grateful, though. My co-star has an even bigger challenge, she chuckled. Really? How so? The director asked. His curiosity piqued. I can't imagine you finding anyone who could match up to Damien Kingston. He is the epitome of every woman's fantasy. An alpha, a man who is described as a god both physically and emotionally i haven't been able to think who you could have snagged for the part who could achieve it i guess i should go home then her voice said from behind her oh crap kat thought to herself as her eyes widened that voice was unmistakable and she didn't dare turn around in case it was a figment of her imagination Every woman alive would melt into a puddle just by hearing that voice. And ever since seeing him as get out of Rivia, it had become the impossible dream to work with him. You might've heard the expression, he cleans up nicely. And most men think that's what women really want. But in actual fact, it's the opposite since Henry Cavill made the entirety of her gender drool over his grind up state. Kat Graham, meet your future Damien Kingston, Henry Cavill, the director smirked. She might be a great actress, but right there and then, Kat could not hide the shock on her face or the sudden flush to her cheeks. Slowly, she turned to see it was in fact her dream come true. Henry freaking Cavill was going to play the lead in the movie. He was going to be the alpha every girl dreamed of, manhandling her in a bedroom, but sweetly taking care of them in quiet, intimate moments. Hi, she breathed out and came to her senses quickly enough to reach a hand forward in greeting. Henry grasped her hand with his rather large one, and Kat had to use every bit of willpower not to squeal like a high school girl with a crush. Little did she know that when Henry had heard who his co-star was going to be, after he had already flipped through the script, he signed on the dotted line of that contract and now eagerly awaited to reenact chapter 42, Pain and Pleasure. Someone in the distance called for everyone to gather around the large conference table and in an effort to impress his co-star, Henry slipped into the role of Damien Kingston and slid his hands the small of Kate's back and escorted her to a chair, then took the seat beside her himself. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the director announced to gain everyone's attention. But even though she looked in his direction, her full attention was on the man beside her. His muscle arms lay upon the table and she couldn't believe she would ne- know what it would feel like to have them wrapped around her. The thought sparked something inside her and an excitement she had never known before. Shall we get started on page one of Spark Revolution? Cat let out a chuckle as she thought how appropriate
2: the title was. In the words of a famous actor on Star Trek, I'll just simply say, oh my.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, oh my. welcome to a very special episode of Stories. I'm pretty sure the name is true and the fictional, but I like to change it depending on if I remember the title correctly in time. I am joined, of course, by my usual co-host, a man who can masturbate simply with his mind, <laughs> J. A. Bryden. How are you going, sir? Oh,
0: well, uh, yeah, hands free
2: apparently. Hands free. <laughs> I mean, the Bluetooth of masturbation is, in, in some, in some sense. I mean, to think you about just... that we have not pushed forward with some sort of technology on this is simply just again. It's like we've said, we've invented the spear. That's good enough. We don't need to, to improve improve upon that. But come on, let us let us not think of the science involved. As you know, I'm all for the science. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, yes,
0: it's early in the morning. This is the first time we've done it in the morning. But um, I guess it's uh, in
2: the evening for someone here, right? Indeed. Um, indeed. <laughs> it is the evening for someone. A Love very... Me,
1: I think... I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very a very special someone, I we are we are Neil. thrilled no. to have we <laughs> 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 <Neil>, absolutely <laughs> we are thrilled to have with us our patron and sponsor. The legendary author, and soon to be publishing this fantastic book. She's just read to us. I wonder, (laughs) wonder what the copyright concerns on that would be. We have the (laughs) lovely Rebecca Castles. How are you going?
1: I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm excited to be here again. It's always lovely chatting to you both, and yeah, it's. uh... It's really nice. Well,
2: thank you for getting up at or staying up. I don't know what time it is yeah. in the Britain land. What time is it in the Britain land?
1: It is currently quarter past ten at night, but it's not actually that late for me. Um, <laughs> quarter past
2: uh, ten. This, this I is, mean,
1: this is early for me.
2: From my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, my, I, I can only really I've based my understanding on the British lifestyle on in-betweeners. So I'm not sure so from my understanding, <laughs> your night's just getting started. Is that or not that—that uh, well that, I'm assuming that movie was somewhat accurate?
1: Um I <laughs> well, think or the TV um, series. Don't 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 um use me as the stereotype for all British people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm I am am i i am an insane insomniac in a way. because um, mm. like my day started at oh most most of my days start at 6 a.m and I don't normally go to bed till like one half one in the morning um so I I don't judge British people (laughs) (laughs) granted a few few weeks ago I was up to like 5 a.m so um But that was
2: special circumstances yes yes. well you've heard it here first on the kremlin radio british people sleep do not need sleep hence world invasion could be quite difficult according to plans (laughs) now we are obviously brought to us by you as a a sponsor thank you very much so i'll I'll now give you this unabashed moment to promote your wares so (laughs) rebecca castles where where could people Find your wares and and tell us a little bit about said wares.
1: Okay, so if you are very much wanting a story full of thrill, drama, and smut, mm. then that's what I provide. Um, so I have four books out at the moment: um, Spark Revolution. Heated Empire and Kingdom of Blaze. They are the Rising Dawn trilogy. Um, so it is. One of my friends uh, said, "Was he was one of the first people to read it?" Said, "Gosh, this is Fifty Shades of Wolf." <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: yes. So, yes. Um, so that might give you a bit of an idea of what my my stories are about. Uh, werewolves meet. Um, romance, uh, but with a bit of drama and action in there. Well, a lot of action, to be
3: fair. <laughs> it depends on the
2: kind of terminology of action. Yes. I, mean, I mean, it is, I mean, it's the same, it's, it's you know, if you like your video games, where there's some story, then some action, then some story, then this follows the exact same concept, just different kinds of action, really dependent. Yes, dependent.
1: yes so, different types of thrusts at different moments.
2: But, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some, some would argue greater or better depending on depending on your viewpoints on thrusting. Now, you're obviously working on something new and exciting coming up, is that right?
1: Um, yes, so I've got a few books lined up. The fifth one that I'm working on is called Innocence Corrupted which is yet another spin-off from the Rising Dawn trilogy. There are a few Easter eggs throughout those books which will... T- you know, when you read this fifth book, you go, that's why that character was
2: there. Mm. Um, oh, so you've laid laying the seeds yes. early in.
1: Um, and that'll be the same said for the next like five spin-offs from that trilogy. I've got diff- I've got lots of spin-offs just from those three books because there's so many characters I just wanted to explore. Because I have my editor will tell you this: I have this nasty habit of. Going, right, how do I get a scene from point A to point B? And I go, right, I need a character here to do X, Y, Z. So I create that character to help move the story. But then I go a bit too far in thinking, well, I like this character and I want to do more with it. So I currently have, I have what's called the book vault where I write all my ideas and all my, um, you know, all the, all the things that I've, I come up with in this crazy brain of mine.
0: See that that um, uh ruined it. That ruins it for me because in my head you've got like you know in the all the detective shows when they walk in and there's like that board and there's the timelines and the strings. Yeah. That's that's what I thought you had, but you just write them down. No, so.
1: um, I actually have. <laughs> one yeah, that's, my that's, friend, my, <laughs>
2: that's more sensible to have an insane <laughs> wall.
1: <laughs> I actually have something that my friends called the Sparked Bible. Um,
3: oh.
1: So it's uh, it's a notepad that I just write everything down in, Um and it's like they keep wanting me to publish that because yeah. uh, <laughs> it's got so much in it but yeah like the next five or six books I've, I've outlined from characters about that but then I also have The Broken Cabin which I'm writing mm. which is a bit more of a personal project now that will not be published straight away I've actually entered that in for a publishing competition Ooh. um so fingers crossed for that Excellent. um and that one's a bit more of a it, it there's no supernatural in it it's more based it's actually based on a nightmare of mine that I had a long time ago a nightmare that when I woke up you know when you you have a nightmare about someone and for, even though it's not that person you can't help but hold a grudge against them the next day
3: mm-hmm
2: I, yeah, I, 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 I have heard that, though, being predominantly more of a... Like, I, don't, I don't think a guy has had that, but apparently there's a common running theme of um, girlfriends being mad at their boyfriends for cheating on them in their dreams.
1: Yeah, I was very, very <laughs> mad at my husband the next day, but he wasn't for cheating. It was for something completely
3: <laughs> different. <laughs> um,
1: but, no, I had this nightmare because his dream, He used to always think about joining the army and things, and when he when me and him started going out, he decided against it. He stayed and developed, you know, wants to see where our where our relationship went. But I always think, what if? What if oh. he had gone into the army? And I always had this nightmare of one day being, you know, the worst case scenario. And I woke up actually angry at him, you know, for mm. that. And for about a few days later, he was like, are you okay? Man? Yeah, I'm fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh ah, so This book, that I'm, this other book that I'm putting in for a competition is based on that nightmare. Like what would my alternative reality be like mm. had I, he made that decision Um, and what me and my children would have done and all that. Lot. Ah, the
0: Castleverse.
1: Yes,
2: pretty much. <laughs> what an intro. Well, that one's coming, <laughs> and then obviously, as as we've recently now discussed, the copyright laws pending. We will, we will <laughs> the book based upon the based upon the script starring Cate and Henry Cavill. I am almost certain using their names in publishing on Amazon is some kind of there'll be some kind of like legal issues.
1: Oh, you just changing? You just point the names, right? you can use public figures in fictional stories (gasps) you can there's a there is a loophole I'll have to look up the exact legal thing on it but there is a way of using real life people's names in fictional stories if they're already in the public eye and you are allowed to use up to 25 percent of other people's written material so for example songs
3: Yes, you can
1: only put up to twenty five percent of a of lyrics. I think that's the rule in this country, at least. I don't know; someone probably will correct me. But it's like when you're promoting a, a book or something along those lines, without infringing copyright law, it's up to twenty five percent.
2: Well, then that that means that once all these projects are done, we will then discuss in earnest the category. A very various, you know. I, you know, what, I've decided what I want this book to be is short stories of Cat Graham and Henry Cavill in various different scenarios and settings. Um, <laughs> chapter or two <laughs> each is setting a scenario. So we can get we can, we can really bypass the story and get straight to the smut, which is what everyone wants. You know, <laughs> maybe some story, some setup, like, This is maybe, yeah, so-
1: Maybe about- we need to make like a sub channel. I think a running uh, theme would be where good, we read yeah. out yeah. The, the latest chapter like once every the latest short story every couple of weeks
2: and i and i and I think some people might say, why are you picking those two actors' I'm going well, but because we want perfection, we want the best <laughs> of everything, and this is the best scenario. all right, this is happening, so we you know you know we will we will figure out how what the best oh. scenario for our short stories anthology is, but once shes busy with her obviously insane amount of work. <laughs> we will ensure that this happens because now that I know that they're they're both public figures, now that this would potentially stop. happen, let us let's we have to. Would you settle for a screenplay where we actually get them?
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: if if we could get Henry Cavill to even like acknowledge my existence, I would I I'd die happy.
3: Yeah. Um, I really
2: would. We need to build an army of bots and let's get on. <laughs> let's get he's on. he's get not get only on. my
1: like no. the epitome of an alpha male, but he's also king of the nerds. Of yeah. course, he is our lord. So, he he is our on. lord and savior.
2: It's... Our nerd and savior. Yeah, oh, sorry. And savior he picks
1: up <laughs> all the boxes.
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that he, apparently I was reading, he stood firm on having his hairy chest in all his roles because he doesn't believe in in for Superman. I think that was. Yeah, Not I, so yeah, much that... the
1: the hairy chest. It's just I want the raw. Per- I don't believe in like waxing and things
2: like mm, that. It's mm. like give me the man. Yep, yep. And, <laughs> and I don't think like again. I don't think there could be any more of a man than Henry Kipling. As, as, <laughs> no. as if you've listened to any of our episodes, I think we've all agreed upon this particular subject. And we mention him at least once an episode. In earnest, <laughs> yes. yes.
1: <laughs> I know. Ever since
2: <laughs> I think
0: you're actually the source of that, Rebecca.
1: I, I, I believe, I believe
0: that,
2: that that is true, in, in fact. Uh, that that, that, is, that is the epitome of the source. So, again, thank you for joining us on this journey. We will obviously continue our discussions on this particular point, but if you want to pick up her, her book, support her works, support this exciting project upcoming, please go to Amazon and buy her works. Leave comments. Please also leave reviews. To help obviously with these stupid amazon algorithms because amazon algorithms are somewhat friendly depending on if you're depending on circumstances but it can be somewhat damning as well
1: now well, you'll also follow me on tiktok now
2: oh tiktok, TikTok.
1: For, the, for the
2: young people eh? a
1: <laughs> oh well, i had to make it an over 18s account because oh. obviously smart well, yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would
2: argue, though, is it educational smut, which means that, that you could somewhat be, uh, um, you know, ed, could you classify the smut as educational?
1: I could class it as every husband out there should encourage their wives to read it.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: well, then, yeah. actually, actually, my wife did read Fifty Shades of Grey, so I think she might enjoy this one as well. You're not, you see, that's even My husband that.
1: read Fifty Shades of Grey and I haven't. I'm not um, joking. My husband read it, and I haven't. I thought I thought you. I thought
2: that was a staple of all women to read this book. That that seemed to be the trend for a while there, or a period of time.
1: Um, it was, but back then I wasn't. Um, I hadn't sort of like found my inner reader back then. Um, uh-huh. because as you uh, we've previously discussed, I find reading very very difficult um so until i started reading on my phone on apps which was only like a couple years ago because of lockdown and i was bored yep and i needed five minutes away from my kids um i only really started reading a few years ago mm-hmm. and by then the 50 states of grey hype was well and oh, truly over
3: right
1: mm. um, so
2: with, that, with, with our planned anthology, then, of short stories, I believe it's the perfect time we will release this on Audible. Okay. I think I, I, I will lend my voice to the male role. You can lend your voice to the female role. You'll have to sometimes, you'll have to learn an American accent, and I will have to learn a British one. I
1: can't do an American accent. I can do a Welsh one, but I can't do an American one. Because Kat Graham
2: isn't Welsh. Just put y'all on the end. Just put
0: y'all on the end of every
1: sentence. I don't don't think she's also from the South,
0: Jamie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she's... You've got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I, I do have a lot of American friends, so maybe I can convince one of them to help me out.
3: Yeah, is. Angela, is, is, her, Angela, Angela, is her name Kat Graham? Is her
1: name... <laughs> well, Angela you
2: owe me one <laughs> that would be fantastic then I'll have to obviously also practice my British and get a British accent down packed or try to within, in any sense I can definitely
1: help with that
2: excellent that's the one that's at least we'll have a coach where I can learn some kind of British um, I have a, apparently some people say that uh, I sound somewhat British. No, I just I just speak the King's English correctly. Is the way
1: That's you say no?
2: Story. Is the way, Is way you say
1: no? Is this? Yes. Oh,
2: no, Chris. No. no. Oh yeah, there you go. I did because <laughs> my boss, when I, when one of the companies I work for, actually asked me like, so what part of the north of England were you raised in? I was like, what do you mean? She <laughs> you went, your accent, your the way you speak, and I'm going. Well, actually, my English teacher that was from Leeds. And so I think I might have eventually picked up some habits. Interesting. There we go. There we go. Did not yeah, know. I see. That. I've
1: got to practice my Welsh accent more now because of I'm in a panto with my daughter. And, mm. but as soon as the director found out I, I can do, I am, I, my heritage is Welsh. That was it. I, it. The Welsh accent had to come out.
2: So. Do you speak the traditional Welsh or is that... I
1: know a little, only a little, but only because I still have some Welsh family mm. in Wales. <laughs> and, Apparently uh, reading
2: signs can be quite exciting.
1: <laughs> I say I can say Okti and Oster and I can tell you to shut your mouth in Welsh.
2: Mm. Oh, see, that, that's at least some of the... That's, I mean, that's all the key things you need to know whilst going to Wales. Also how to sing yeah. in a choir, play rugby and also, you know, um, subtly hate the English. So, so I guess all the things you, could, we, we, you need to know whilst, whilst being in, in the Welsh. Now, we normally go around the table and talk about the interest, but before we, before we spin off into the various points of where my mind jumps around like, a, like some sort of cocaine rabbit, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I have to, you know, I'm actually trying very hard not to have it going on the, on, the, on the spirals, I want to talk to you quickly about something in your book that I want you to address. It is also based upon the name that I have on Zoom. The implied incest of the werewolf stories. You didn't seem to lean not too heavily into it. And why is this not the case? Hang on, I'll just get my popcorn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why I didn't want my characters to have incest? No, okay, here's where I'm going with this
2: logical thought. They're all in a pack. Which yes. generally means they're a family and yet they're, you know, they're all they're in various relationships. So wouldn't that wouldn't you say if they're in some sort of pack, that the genealogy of your character, Damien Holly, would at some state, even if maybe even they even their wolf spirit potentially, there'd be some sort of incest somewhere. Or is that something that you're you're trying to somewhat avoid completely?
1: Avoid completely. Why? Um because <laughs> it's not something that me myself I'm interested in and if I'm not interested how can I be passionate about writing it well yeah,
2: that's oh. just a that is a very that, that's a valid point but having said given the game of thrones now and all the things <laughs> it, 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 it's it's all in the yeah. mainstream eye. so I mean
1: I mean I can see maybe writing a couple of bad guys being that sort of way in crowd
3: inc- yes
1: you know? but I think for me you know, if you if, if you've read all the books, all the people that meet and are all sort of mates have come from different packs.
2: Yes, it was you very know, disappointing.
1: <laughs> what can I say? I can't please everyone. I, look, I, look again. I just assumed
2: that this was the perfect channel for this particular <laughs> uh, particular common theme.
1: It is, it is, and I have read a lot of books who go down that route, but it, as soon as you know you've got to remember I, I do also when people find out I'm Welsh there is a lot of jokes thrown about certain proclivities that are associated with the Welsh. So you know I it's so, not so- so-
2: subconsciously avoiding basically base stereotypes like you know as, as 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 we have to do as white people as as you know as as we're all white on this podcast we have to avoid certain <laughs> anglo saxon anglo anglo-saxon things and things and, and, and stereotypes
1: yeah i mean it is very it's you know when you've been brought up a certain way your entire life it's very easy to stick to a stereotype mm. um and i try to avoid that because, you know, I, I'm a very you either love me or hate me kind of person. Um, I'm very, very bubbly, very, very t- chatty. And, you know, not every pe- everybody likes chat- chatty people. So some of my characters, I do, I do base them off of other people in my life. I write what I know. So every single character that you've read about in my books... Their personality and their traits and their quirks, I have pulled from people I know. Um, so, yeah. That, that, that is. is
2: interesting. So, on that, one thing I did notice when I was reading your books um, that was somewhat different to the other books that I've read, I just wanted to understand what the, what the um, so I guess what your thought process behind it was. Normally, in your in, well, you would call them the smut genre, female smut genre books for books for housewives. depends on, depends on what the, what the what the the genre is. The males are detailed in such a way where you could where someone could take out a pen and sketch them out perfectly, whilst the females can be somewhat of a ubiquitous blob of shape, size, or thing. Whereas they're, where they hint around it, but though with your character, how there they did seem to be a very like a more firm vision of what you had in mind for was that intentional or was that something that you that you didn't want to go down again a a traditional path of the stories
1: it was intentional because like I've always it was actually part of a joke for my my husband in a way (laughs) (laughs) because you know that whole game of you're allowed to have five celebrities five famous people that if they come knocking on your door you're allowed to say yes take me to bed and- henry
0: cavill mm-hmm. henry cavill henry cavill henry cavill yeah, yeah we, we well, know your my list, list
1: my list you're is about four <laughs> men and one woman
0: Ooh, oh my oh because my. there is one
1: woman in this in this universe that you know i would never say no to
0: please With
3: do tell <laughs>
1: Anna
3: Kendrick. Oh, interesting.. Oh.
2: Quirky in that sort of sense. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim's sister. Very accomplished singer. Very accomplished oh, yeah. oh. that's it. okay. okay. All right, all right, Jamie, well, let's try to figure out how to make that happen as well. <laughs> put it on put it on put it on the li- yeah. put it on the list.
1: So Holly is a bit more of like an Anna Kendrick sort of vibe
2: to me. Now that you said that, I'm mean, going. Oh my god, I can see it now. Still think Cat Graham's a better choice though. So you know what? I'm just going to stick with my. You know, in terms of casting, I'm still going to stick with my. You know, casting. But no, that that does that makes a lot of sense now in terms of. Yeah. This- yes I wow, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean
1: that, that game is just fun for the family I mean I remember uh, <laughs> playing that game you know reading our five lists with my mum and my sister once whilst we were visiting my grandparents in Wales and we were all like debating what who our celebrities would be and we thought my grandma was asleep whilst we were having this discussion <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't asleep so she pipes up going what's this you're talking about so we explain it to her and she goes, oh, okay, let me let me think about it. So she, my Lauren, so Arabia,
2: I don't know. Like, what the yeah, she,
1: she had to think about it. And uh, my granddad was in, in, you know, in the other room sleeping. <laughs> so she's thinking about it, and she gave us these five names. And my mom just goes, hang on. Mom, I think granddad's safe. Why? Because they're all dead.
3: They're all dead. actors
2: probably of. What James Dean, John Connor, yeah. <laughs>
1: like,
2: like, 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 Alfred Hitchcock? I don't know. How old I always that think that, is. that that
1: that that could be one of your icebreaker questions for Edgar,
2: future Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that. See, I, I I enjoyed that game as well. Uh, me and my wife played played that game as well. Uh, mine obviously was Nicole Scherzinger from Pussy Got Dolls. I thought I was one, one of mine. Then I mentioned. As a joke, whilst I was in Hawaii on my honeymoon, that she was also staying at the same resort as us, and then Christine was not entirely thrilled. So apparently, yeah. the, apparently, it's only a, a game, not an actual, yeah. not an actual reality. <laughs> All good. We we yeah, see,
1: another one on mine is Joe Manganiello.
2: Ooh, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. See again, rugged rugged man.
1: Exactly. Played one of the best werewolf characters there are out there.
2: That's right. He was in. He was in that series, wasn't he?
1: Yeah.
3: Suki Sackhouse novels, Alcide
2: Hervo. Mm. Yeah, even, yeah. It's good though. It is good though that your books do have a sense of female characters because people complain a lot about um, what's that other what's that vampire book, Twilight. That's Twilight. One. They complain <laughs> a lot about Kristen Stewart's portrayal of Bella. And I was going, actually, it's very accurate. Bland, androgynous could be any female. <laughs> Her, uh, she, she, hey, she read the script went read the books went. This character has zero personality. I need to make sure that I bring this to the big screen. So, you know, again.
3: <laughs> and that, the rest of the you career. Can't
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't falter. Can falter for her work in, you know, The Huntsman and anything else I've seen her in. But for that one, right. no, you know what? You know, she was at least yeah. sticking to looking at least sticking to the concept. Now, Jamie. Apart from your 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 improvements on the science of masturbation, what have you been up to this week, sir?
3: Uh, well,
0: you know, other than work, you know, I finished Big Bang. I finished all of Big Bang Theory.
3: and it's it a good series.
0: It did stick the landing. I, 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 I will and say I,
2: I and I've been saying that for a while now. Um, Rebecca, have you seen the Big Bang Theory? As, a, as oh a, yeah, as a
1: whole. Oh yeah, the Big Bang Theory is, it, um, it, it has proven to my husband that he is right. On once one particular occasion, it proved that he was right in an argument. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Just once it happened.
2: Oh, but he has recorded evidence of being right in an argument. That's yes. all that
1: matters. He was all right men in his life gained power from of... this, because he would
2: have stood outside and silently nodded, and then all around the world married men would have gained a, would gained experience and power. This is how we <laughs> share the power, and this is how, much like the squirrels during a cold winter. This keeps us going.
1: Yeah, but you see, the thing is, I I was not brought up a geek. Okay. I was not. Okay. Um until I I met my now husband. And oh. it's been one long media course for me, our marriage. And um we we were arguing as to whether or not I I, I was a geek because by that time. I was playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> I, I was I was watching my favorite sci-fi show was Babylon 5. I'd watched all mm. Stargate. Yep. And I was like, no, I'm not a geek. I'm an art student. I'm cool. I'm mm, I'm picked. Mm. <laughs> but then we watched Big Bang Theory and the episode where Sheldon and Leonard get robbed. <laughs> um, they were he was trying to decide where he was going to move to, and he says. He decides Boz Montana. Yep. I stupidly turned around to my husband and said, "Isn't that where Zephyr Cochrane launched the first warp flight in Star Trek?" <gasps> oh my! That was God. it. That was it. He just turned to me away. "Geek." <laughs> oh, I
2: mean, that is such an obscure reference that. That's not even. That's not even. I'm sorry. That's not geek. That like that's beyond. That's that's <laughs> now like, that's now being incorporated into a into a fan base beyond just say basically saying I have a casual interest in things. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you know, like you know, I, I would say that you know, I'm a fan of you know, actresses and women. I, and I, but I would say Jamie's a casual fan of women in general. But you know, <laughs> but you know, just casually. Like you, you know, but you that yours is is more of a of a true underlying core of your personality now. so I think you know that's yeah. a, that that's that means he had not he look, you might win some small battles, but he won the war. so essentially mm-hmm. like like no, he what well, he. What a what an he Winston Churchill, you, That what an outstanding victory <laughs> <that is. laughs> What an outstanding he fought you on the beaches, he fought you in the fought you in the streets, and you never yeah. never surrender. Oh my what that's that should it's be like, a movie made about that now.
3: Yeah, it, it's Sorry, like, I
2: can play. Uh, well, obviously, obvi- obviously <laughs> Rebecca's will be played by, uh, You know the answer to this, Jamie, yet you ask the question. Yes, obviously Rebecca's will cast as cat Graham. Or
1: Anna
2: is. Kendrick. <sighs> Actually, it probably should be Anna Kendrick. Fine, we will do Anna Kendrick. But because it has to be a love triangle, her husband will be played by um, Henry Cavill, and <laughs> and the sexy recruiting sergeant will be played for the army will be played by Kat Graham, <laughs> luring him. It has
0: to be in there, luring him
2: to the Korea. And then it's like, he's caught between the two. Oh, my goodness. That, 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 again, that writes itself. I don't want to go on that. <laughs> we're, we're meant to be talking about Jamie's work Now, Jamie. Yeah. Look. What else, watched, what else have you been up to? I, sir?
0: Well, I watched I watched. Um. Black. Well, we watched Black Panther. And then I watched uh, Black Adam, which wasn't too bad. Um, Pierce Brosnan was great.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: the movie that got me this week that I watched was the Weird Al Yankovic mm-hmm. biopic
2: interesting and now you're saying that was it's meant to be a, it's not a traditional no because none biopic. of it's true none of it's oh, true okay. so it's so it a send-up <laughs> so i mean it's a parody of all the other biopics i i'm glad that that's the case because if you can't do a weird biopic and not make it a parody because that yeah. that would just that's just off brand
0: yeah yeah but it, it's it's so funny he um yellow uh the dude who wrote hamilton's in it I keep getting his name Liv Manuel Miranda.
2: Lin Manuel Miranda. That's
0: it. Yeah, he's in it as as a surgeon. Um, uh, do you know who Weird Al is, uh, Rebecca? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I my my, like...
1: my husband made my daughter
0: watch a concert yeah. by Weird Al. Because <laughs> because I keep um, meeting people that don't know who he is. You know. Really? Oh no no um, no no yeah. no. If
1: I if I didn't know Weird Al, I'd be divorced. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Well, fair look, enough. It's worth <laughs> yeah. it's worth, it's worth watching. It's very funny, but they. Uh, Essentially, it, you know, his girlfriend's Madonna, who she gets kidnapped by Pablo Escobar. Um, oh, she do. Um, And then you know, we all get some machine guns
2: and you know because okay, so, that, so that's it's, completely so it's a, accurate. So it's a serious take. No,
0: well, on it, on you know, it, it it's I think it's played serious. Yeah, it's play, it's played pretty serious, but it, like it kind of just escalates. Like it's father. It from... Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's in it.
1: Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. They, I, I remember watching an interview with, with Daniel Radcliffe explaining how when Weird Al was on set they had to call him something different when they kept calling Weird Al to the to the stage, meaning Daniel yeah. they had to call Weird Al <laughs> yeah. something different
0: because yeah. Weird Al is in it um, as well um, and any time Daniel Radcliffe sings it's actually Weird Al's voice coming out of him oh, okay, well, that's um, good
2: that, because you want, you want that sound that,
0: yeah. you know but it it just starts you know pretty tame and then just escalates like his father doesn't want him to play the accordion you know it's a devil box and you know
3: oh, outstanding <laughs> i love those stories
0: it, i had i must say I had, I had i watched it twice two nights in a row um just because the first time i didn't know what i was watching <laughs> was just like what is this?" and then uh yeah second run through i just loved it mm-hmm.
2: very funny now Speaking of Lin Manuel Miranda,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Rebecca, do you feel that the Rising Dawn series will be your Hamilton, where then you'll be writing constantly, try to write, write something better than be remembered for the one thing, or have you started to already think about new, different stories to, to so you're not, so you don't become a Lin Manuel Miranda stuck in this one amazing thing he's ever written, and then, yeah, constantly ask him. Why is your next thing not Hamilton?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I actually think, um, based on what people have already said, The Rising Dawn is not my best. Oh. It's actually the fourth book that people love. Oh. The fourth book, because it has such a twisted concept in it. And the characters aren't your damsel in distresses they are you're rough and ready and willing to fight characters um, so so far from what people have fed back to me accepting the unacceptable is actually been better received mm-hmm. than the first three
2: that is interesting. is I'll have to check that one out now actually now that you mention it Is that something you're, was that again, intentional writing shift or just circumstantial writing in (laughs) all parts? It's a happy
1: accident. accident. Ah. (laughs) It was, because the main character, Jade, again, was that first character that I actually used in the first book to get from point A to point B to give some contention to the story. Now this is about, the the fourth book is actually, whereas the first three are about the humans and their wolves are just in the head in the background um, as a plot device, in this one, the wolf is the main character, not the human. So it's a bit more animalistic. It's a bit more, um, for a female character, She's not exactly expressive of her, like, weepy side emotions. She's a bit more, no, I deserve better. I'm going to get better. Which is a bit more kick-ass. It is. Uh, But there is also that fear of not being accepted, because, obviously, in this world, the wolf serves the human. It's there as a guiding spirit, mm. it's there as a yep, protector, yep, yep. it's there as someone to, you know, to fall back to when you need help because she, her, her spirit was given to a human who is just completely detestable to help protect others from her human side. She took over the, the wolf body.
3: Oh.
1: So... She's walking around in in Venya, her human's body, and I'm not giving any spoilers because this is all explained in the first like
3: mm-hmm, couple
1: mm-hmm. chapters. Because this yep, this is yep. something that's happened in the first like few books. Um, she's trying to find a, a, an existence where she's accepted, but obviously, werewolves out there, other humans with wolf spirits, don't want it getting out that a wolf can take control of you. That's interesting. You know,
2: that's all. That that leaves you some fairly deadly consequences if that's a possibility. That servant, that servant bond almost then becomes somewhat of more of a a dicey gamble.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it it is a very. I, I've not read any other books with anything similar to this.
3: No. I've read it I, from the point I, I, of I'm view where the wolf to, is
1: bad.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my brain around if I that's been something that. I, I can't even think about that is better where some where you know you, you've you set up a world where you've got this concept of basically you know the the, the wolf spirit as a guide servant somewhat of a friend and then you've now gone to this almost like a twisted gin scenario where the where where wishes are you know with the jinn obviously but in the truth in the true mythology wishes are always fucked up and he's always that yeah. he's a dick but rather but it's saying that they had this ability they didn't use this ability but in this circumstance she went fuck you know what yeah. screw fuck this noise
1: love it because you've read you've read the first book haven't you chris yeah, correct. yes so you know the, the character venya and jade yes it's that it's that character Ah. was but then
2: was that planned was it Was that a planned thing or or is it something that that, that you had to use for the, um, just obviously, it it was obviously for the time being, it was, was it a MacGuffin character then sort of became into more of a. Yeah.
1: mm. It was one of those where I just fell in love with the idea as I was writing it. And then when I was writing the second book, another character happened and I went, this is perfect. Mm. This, this matches this, this will come together really well. So from the first book and the second book, I took two characters from both books and went, yeah, it works.
2: Incredible. And so will this will obviously then be the, your largest pieces of work going forward with that concept? Or would you, or, or would you, or would you sort of swing every now and back to the traditional?
1: Um, I have got lots and lots of story ideas. And they not... Apart from the Rising Dawn universe which mm-hmm. will always continue because yep. Yep. it's it's got so much more to explore and so many characters that I've already created that you've only you know, it, you've know you only seen glimpses of um, that could be and I've only touched really on the werewolf side of the supernatural verse in that there's witches, there's vampires, there's other supernatural creatures that I've barely begun to
2: explore ex- yes I love that would that's that would be interesting to see your take on yeah. some of the other, other you could, sometimes you call them tropey vampire trophy monsters in terms of you know vampires yeah. are always sexy or well it actually depends they're sexy or just they're, they're horrific creatures there seems there seems to be no sort of middle ground on that one <laughs> witches yeah. are or, you know somewhat always you know forest dwelling lesbians or you know <laughs> well actually that's maybe that's a more modern trend where witches you know or What's what's some of the other stories will be, which is whether yeah. you know, wicked, evil, or bad. Um, but in but in truth, it would there be a lot more, you know. There, in reality, there'd be shades of grey and all that. So that'd be interesting, also, to see uh, your take on some of those exciting yeah. creatures.
1: I mean, it, it's just one of those where I've got so, I've got so many ideas, and it's just I've not got enough time to write, <laughs> which is the mm-hmm. shame because I I I changed jobs between when I last spoke to. Um, Jamie and Ryan uh, to now. So my my new job now is a lot more hectic. Um Ooh. but I'm, I am still writing, just not as a as fast a pace. Like the first book only took me mm. two months to write. Wow. Um, but since then it it takes at least six to eight months to write a book now um which so is the, the more is... normal
2: probably what yeah like, that's probably the more normal normal thing that you know
3: yeah
2: i would think that yeah but as, yeah look that would that maybe give you some more idea time to steward ideas and you know rather than having to, to quick bash out a book uh, jamie i know that jamie's working on several novels that he's procrastinating on so maybe you can give him some <laughs> advice in terms of how to speed up his production line in, in terms of in terms of um, work less
1: I, I, I'd say the best way, uh, the best advice I'd have for Jamie is to have that one person in your life who actually supports and, na- well, not not just support, but nags as well. He's just muttered <laughs> <putting laughs> in the background.
3: Excellent.
1: <laughs> Neil's, yeah, Neil's just gone, thanks. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no, it's it's one of those where my husband is very very supportive of what I'm trying to achieve with with my writing. So like when he when we when he comes home from work, he'd be like, "What's the plan for tonight?" And I go, "I haven't made any plans." But he goes, "Are you sure? Do you not want to be writing?" And I go, "Well, I do want to write, but if you want to," and he goes, "No, no. If you want to write, go write." Mm, so then that gives me the push to actually go and write. And then he plays his video games. Uh, actually no it's now painting <laughs> he paints uh, oh. little figurines Oh, War- no, War- Warhammer is...
3: oh. Ah, well
2: from the thousands of thousands of dollars I have invested in that said Warhammer I understand the, the need of time to paint as I have done <laughs> th- thousands of unpainted ones as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it was very sweet I got surprised this week with my fa- my absolute favourite favourite video game character he, he's secretly painted he's, he's bought one and secretly painted it for me i don't know how long it's taken him but I, he finally gave me this week and oh, i nearly cried it was cloud yes. from final fantasy 7 <gasps> oh mm-hmm. a cloud from final cloud oh that'd
3: be that, pretty cool
2: that is cool i want did he 3D print that or did he buy, would he buy it from a, one he of the sellers? He ordered
1: it. He ordered it from an independent seller.
2: Ah. See, I, I've, I've invested um, into two giant 3D printers and so I, I've now been
1: just
2: <laughs> 3D printing everything, which is You a can terrible,
1: get the um, the files. Yes. You
2: can buy yeah. the files I, for yes. it. Because, look,
3: I, I,
1: I've, I've just 3D printed Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's awesome. <laughs> like,
2: that took... Fourteen hours, by the way, to do. Oh
3: my god! Because
2: <laughs> of how large it was. But then I was like, going, "Yay, print three D printed Godzilla." Which which Godzilla is he? That is the um the we call it we call him fadzilla So this is the oh. this is the modern Godzilla where he's a little bit fresh tubby. off the couch. <laughs> fresh off the couch, Godzilla, <laughs> little bit little bit big.
1: See, my Christmas present last year was some walls to paint.
2: Oh, mm. lovely.
1: And they're all going to be painted different shades for the walls in my book.
2: That is, that is an interesting. So. It's good that again, you're both again. Like I said to Jamie, which he never listens to me. A strong marriage is that two people have different hobbies and they continue <laughs> and, and they continue on and, and they keep those hobbies. Jamie, um, who you know who, who maybe you who, can
1: help each other. You know, go. You know, like you can ring each other up and go. What are your plans for this evening?
0: Oh well, well. Um, his wife already complains that you know. We we go out and do the wonderful things all the time, go on dates and
2: we do. Yeah, that's that that that, that's, that, that is that is not a, that is not an un statement. So, Rebecca, in terms of this week though, um, have you been has has been have you checked out have you seen read or done anything from the pop culture universe that's you know seen some literature or a movie that's been really interesting to you or, or oh. inspired you this week.
1: Well, it's like, uh, I'm actually making my, because I've, uh, I've not finished watching Van Helsing on Netflix. Oh. Well, the, it's been that's... ages since I actually watched it. So I'm making my husband re-watch it with me. <laughs> um, and he's just got up to the point where I'm like, I was dying for him to get to it. I don't know <laughs> if you've watched Van Helsing on Netflix.
2: Is that the series?
1: Yeah, like... the series Van Helsing.
2: From memory, that one's about the, like, the, um, was that the one where she wakes up from the future or something? Basically, um,
1: yeah. a volcano goes off and the the sky is covered in ash. So vampires who are mythical, you know, are, are stories and don't really exist. Actually, come out of the world. Works. And go. Hang on. We we're not. There's no sunlight for us to be afraid of.
3: Ooh.
1: And they basically take over the world. But this woman who's been in a coma and has been protected by this one army guy in a bunker-down shelter is actually the the woman who can save us all oh. because she's like the anti-vampire.
2: As a as a Van Helsing bloodline descendant, yep. interesting.
1: Exactly. I
2: heard about that series, never got into it because I think it was on some weird. It was probably one of the weirder uh, like uh, the um, the channels at the time. But when Isn't, I found out on, that a certain Netflix.
1: character was being played by someone, and he's not a very well-known actor, but whenever I hear he's in something, I'm like, I have to watch it because he plays one of my all-time favourite bad guys in Stargate Atlantis. Oh. Oh, who's that? Um, The Wraith. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Guess, Todd the Wraith. Todd the Wraith. Yes,
0: I love that actor too. He's in everything.
1: Exactly. He's in it and, oh, my God. God, does he? He, he. I have. He's giving me nightmares because of his
0: character. Yeah. You, you, know, he was in Atlantis twice. Stargate Atlantis. Yes, because he was Taylor's chief. <laughs> <hate. laughs> <laughs> because he's human, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there,
2: there are only human? so many Canadian actors to go around a series. Though, that no, but in- this this guy's underrated. He is so he
0: underrated. Is underrated.
1: He, he, he's seriously he's underrated. You know, you know
2: the guy, the Chris. He was in. He was Alistair in Supernatural.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. I do. I do remember him. Um, ah. Yes. Yes. I do know. I do know that actor. And, he, a
0: ran- and a random episode of Falling Skies. Have you ever watched that?
1: Yes, oh, I've watched sorry. that too. He was. He was in that. Yes. Yeah. But I love that actor. So as soon as I saw him in the trailer, yeah. I was like, I need to watch that. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, Stargate Atlantis. I loved it, and mm. Todd the Wraith was just. Yeah. One of the reasons. Yeah, the last
0: thing I saw him in was um, uh, the Andrew Garfield show on Netflix. It's about he's like a Mormon detective or something. Yeah, um, I've we, not watched yeah. that yet. I got halfway through it. It's good, but it's pretty intense. But I just never finished it.
1: Yeah, no, um, no. Well, I've watched Van Helsing, but the other thing that I've watched recently is Arcane. Is it Arcane? Okay. Arcane.
0: You, you I, I love I, the i love the voice from the back
3: okay
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: okay yeah, the um, league of legends series is the one we're talking yeah.
1: about yeah I've, I've 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 watched that and i did my usual thing of having to look up every single voice because whenever i hear a voice <laughs> and i recognize that what what is what what where, 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 where have i seen that what so yeah I, I did my usual thing of looking it up and going, oh my god it's the guy from sucky stackhouse novels <laughs>
2: I, I I I enjoyed that series when it first came out very much. So I recommend it to Jamie, but much things like when I recommend things to Jamie, if I if I say they're good, he will intentionally not watch them because he is a contrarian uh-huh. personality. So he'll just he'll dig his heels in on certain issues <laughs> no, and then refuse. I always say I like that. I'm like
1: that. We've been, through, like this. That. We've been through this. My, my husband will say I need to watch them. I'm like oh, maybe later.
0: No, I I quite literally put it on the list because I'm I'm like I will watch one thing all the way through. Like I watched Big Bang Theory all the way through yeah
2: but as you but you don't matriculate down the list you go big bang three which is your latest newest thing and you go i'm gonna go back and watch castle all the seasons then you go i'm gonna go back and watch scrubs all the seasons. so there's about six shows you now watch perpetually <laughs> and we keep telling you like hey there are here's a new thing you're like going Oh I'll, yeah, it's on my list. I'll, I'll definitely get to, get to it. it once I go through my tenth viewing of, of Scrubs. I'll definitely I'll, I'll spin back around.
0: Well, stop, stop mentioning Scrubs because now I feel like watching Scrubs. No, you see, then, you see this, they, is this, this You've thing. got to stop doing that.
1: See, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same though. I rewatch Buffy, Angel, Charmed, um, Supernatural. Again, you can see a common theme here. <laughs> <I, I, I,
2: laughs> sensing a theme
1: now. Let's
0: now let's talk about Supernatural. How do you feel? Like, because me and Chris are very like seasons one to five. That's it, no
1: more.
2: No more no less.
1: Um, w- what? Why would I stop watching Jared Padalecki and Jensen Peckles? <gasps>
0: See, she 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 chose looks over over story and craft. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that no, because you assumed I'm talking about their looks. Okay. You
3: assumed.
1: Okay. I did not say it. You bad. assumed. I might be talking about their acting capabilities. I might be at, talking okay, about the yeah. fact that they had him and, oh, Misha.
0: Misha Collins.
1: Yeah, Collins. You know, I love Misha Collins. I, oh, my, he's great. I've got a friend who does the wish mm-hmm. every year because of him.
0: Like, his first episode is, like, possibly my favourite Supernatural episode. Yep. Definitely no, my,
1: my, my favourite one, it has to be when... Um, I think it's is it Sam or Dean goes to an alternate verse where he's human, and he just like starts this cult of women that he just. Ah yes, with
2: the, yes I do remember that one. That was a good. <laughs> yeah. <one. laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that has to be one of my favorites. But you
2: continued name. on with the series past the point where it should have ended.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, I just couldn't stop you know it, it, it's there's always something that they're trying i mean you've i i made a game of betting with my friend as to which one would die next and come back <laughs> you know we always played that which one's going to die next yeah um and with you know how many episodes until they resurrect it
2: that's that would be a fun game because yeah you your numbers on like that's a surefire story point that seems to happen way too often that almost yeah. makes it's almost like death is irrelevant because you know yeah it's too simple for them to come back yeah, it no, is. yeah.
0: there was that episode where, where they go to heaven and they meet that angel dude and he's like like you've been here so many times like you've died and died and died and died and we just keep sending you back <laughs>
2: See that that was good for that story arc. Yeah, that made sense. Then the story ended yeah. at a wonderful <laughs> place, and then they decided, uh, you know what, <laughs> let's keep going. That let let let's let's continue on the good times. There are yeah. so many new fans with who enjoy the implied incest between the brothers. That let's continue on this. <laughs> let's continue on. So there you are, Rebecca, supporting implied incest. I see. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. but can you blame me when? they've picked two fine specimens.
0: Ah see see she admitted at that
2: time. Well
0: oh, yes. Uh, not about
1: lots. You assumed. <laughs> Again, you
2: assumed. Uh, assume. <laughs> yes, you assumed accurately. How dare yeah. you make an accurate assumption based upon <laughs> based upon <laughs> the knowledge that we provided.
1: Yeah. I the thing I will say about supernatural is it's the perfect escape for a bad day. It really is
3: that because
1: makes- the, I, I tell you what, no matter what, Sam and Dean are having a worse day than you.
2: Oh, I was, then- I was thinking you're watching the later series going, My day's terrible, sitting down and going, <laughs> But the plot, the structure oh, this is ter- oh, I, I feel better at my own day. So the maybe con- the, the, yeah. the-, the continuity, like,
1: continuity <laughs> the only reason you watch uh, TV shows like Love is Blind and Love Island and things like that is because watching uh, you know these very nice looking people finding it so difficult and having car crash lives make you so feel so much better about your own life <laughs> there is something
2: to watching a a, a train wreck and accident there's something i mean that's the same reason why you know in america they watch car chases they, they cut live to car chases in the news because you know everyone wants to see what is going to accidentally happen potentially but,
3: yet chris,
2: but yet chris you couldn't make it through man versus b no, I could not. <laughs> Have you seen
0: Man vs. Bee? No, I haven't watched that. You, you know what it it's is?
2: Too stressful, Jamie. It is too stressful.
0: <laughs> it's it's Rowan Atkinson and his house sitting in like some state of the art house, and a bee keeps getting in.
3: Okay. And it,
0: ba- it basically ends it's all about this bee driving him insane, and he ends up burning the house down. Okay. Um, it is it is very funny, but it's
2: hard to watch.
3: It
1: is.
2: <laughs> it's one of the most painful things to watch because it's stressful. Like again. It's- it's mousetrap with a bee yeah yeah but but probably worse
1: like okay like something
0: you know like the situation's worse
2: um watching something actively stressful like that is just i just can't i just you know I, i i enjoy entertainment and i but i don't but you know watching that was just like i just felt like i was actually actively getting stressed and I had to like leave the house because I was like going, everything is going wrong in every possible scenario. <laughs> I mean, I credit the writing and and, and the work on that, um, but no, I, I will I will I will not be finishing that series. I <laughs> uh, could again two episodes was enough. Again, love it. Again, I, I respect the craft and I respect how good it is. But I can't make it more through than than the, than, the, than the two than the two than the two episodes I watched.
1: You see, at the moment, um, over here, you, you might be aware of what what we what what all of England is watching right now. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here.
2: Why? Yeah. Why? Because
1: <laughs> it's got it's got the nation united in one task and one task alone, and that, that is to make. The one MP, stupid enough to go on that show, do every (laughs) single horrible task there is. Oh, that's funny.
2: That's, in terms of uniting a nation, that seems like a fairly decent approach.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's got Matt Matt Hancock on there. I can tell you now, every single British person is dialing on their phone frantically, getting him to eat a, a camel's penis. <laughs> Which has happened?
2: Wow! They you should, like wow. You
0: should change it to a torture
2: a politician.
1: Um, I mean, pretty much <laughs> it is. He, uh, since he's shown up on that show, they've made him do everything. I, him I, and I, Boy George.
0: I, I think we need to get some of our politicians over there.
2: Chris. No, no, but like again. I, I, from my understanding <laughs> of this show, the British version is you know they'll go they'll they'll make the subjects actually do like horrible things whilst our version would be like going stand on your toes for five
1: minutes oh how horrible oh no like oh look, <laughs> no, look, no. look we're, we're mean to our people uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> we're horrible we, we, we used to be mean but now we're all like eh. the thing is that i don't think snakes and spiders and things are anything new to you guys
0: oh no gosh no no
1: Whereas to us British people who scream over a spider that big, or shall I say, my husband does, um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, our spiders are like mostly like maybe this big.
2: Yeah, a mid-sized or, spider.
1: Cows are like this big? Exactly. So sending British people over to Australia to confront big, massive spiders and snakes and rats and. Then make them eat disgusting things like fermented vomit fruit. Yeah,
2: mm.
0: but um, our, our rats are actually quite cute. They're not like the ugly ones from New York or you know that you see in the movies.
1: They're a
2: handsome rats.
3: Yeah,
1: they're, they're essentially a lot. Sure. They they look I, like I they're... wasn't sure that those that actually existed.
0: Oh, they're they're well groomed. It's like they have baths and stuff. That's how they look.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, if you, if you think if you think Australia exports, you know sexy Hemsworths and you know and sexy Jacksons and all that nature. We should also start importing our sexy rats to the world and start showing them like you know. Yeah. <laughs> I-
1: I'm gonna safely say no, I think you could keep your rats, thank you.
2: But also we should also give people the huntsman's sp- you know what you know what you know what Britain needs actually the huntsman's spider. Don't
1: don't you've just made my husband have nightmares. No 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 here's the thing.
2: They are non-poisonous. They eat other spiders. So they actually, did, they actually decrease the spider population. And yes, sometimes when I'm driving my car, I will see a giant huntsman get out of my car somehow, crawl along the window of my car, and then go into another crevice of my car. And I'm going, how did that happen? Where are you living? Where are you living in my, like, where are you physically living in my your car? Husband, I, think, I think your husband's freaking out.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> How, and again, how does, how does he do snakes?
2: And so when you're driving, you can't, you know. No,
0: panicking. I'm the one
1: with the problem with snakes. Hmm. I'm oh, the snakes, one
0: yeah. that. Do I, I have two stories? No. I have two stories. One, uh, you might like, uh, we're having dinner and a kookaburra landed in the garden and picked up a snake and flew off with it. Um, I like the kookaburra. Uh, a big story. snake. And then there's a story of, of a guy driving from the uh, Melbourne to Sydney and halfway there, out of his bonnet comes a snake and it wraps around his. Uh, side mirror and starts tapping on the window (laughs) but that's rare that's a rare but you
2: see when you come to australia we we like we have a game which is basically called carpet snake or brown snake it's a a very fun game because one is completely harmless one will kill you they both (laughs) look identical down to like every single detail and so you look at them and go which one are you? <laughs> are you the one that's going to kill me, or are you the one that's that that's not? Yeah.
1: You see, I am actually planning a trip to Brazil. Oh, well, that's even worse. I know, oh, but a there's time. a very good reason because, like Jamie already knows, one of my one of my my dreams is to meet all of the brownie girls. Now, I've managed to meet two in person since speaking to Jamie. Hmm. Um. So one of them is in Brazil and she's my editor, Kemily. I love her to bet. Oh my God, best ever woman to exist for, you know, aspiring authors. She's just amazing at helping. Um, Well, she's in Brazil and I I am planning on taking myself and my daughter over there. Unfortunately, my husband's going to have to stay here with boys because I'm not taking them because I do not trust them. Not to pick up a snake. (laughs) I don't trust Alex and Franklin to never pick up a snake, and I just have this this vision of them going, "Look, Mummy, what I look what I found," and then me, yeah, I just have that in my brain. So my husband's going to have to stay at home with the two boys whilst I take my daughter gallivanting to a rainforest in Brazil Mm because Emily actually lives in a rainforest.
2: Wow, (laughs) that's interesting.
1: So, um. Yeah, that that's something I'm planning on doing. So I I do have to somewhat be realistic about snakes, yes. but at the same time, I can't promise I won't scream if I see one.
0: Well, I'm sure there's someone that you can push when
2: when you see one. So you know,
0: yeah, you know. my
1: eight year old.
2: Don't out running any monster. We all know you don't have to be faster than the monster. You just got to be faster than your friend.
1: <laughs> that's true. Unfortunately, my daughter is faster than me. Oh, that's
2: that's that's where you've that's, you, that's where you've you know, that's where you, you've that's where all you need wrong. to do is
0: put your foot in the right position, and it's all fair game.
1: Yeah, not when I've actually broken a small bone in my ankle.
2: Okay, so running will not will not be something that's.
1: Really I cannot scary. run right now. <laughs> I found out today that I've actually chipped a small bone in my. <sighs> we'll get you some. We'll get you some of those cool um,
0: shoes from the early two thousands. The ones with wheels on them.
1: Ah, oh, that's on my daughter's Christmas list. Oh, they're, they're coming back on they? Yeah.
2: I, I thought after exist. all the I thought all after all the children face planted, they stopped using <laughs> them.
1: No, they still exist, and my daughter wants Santa to bring her a pair. Why? She wants she wants well, you know, shoes on wheels. Uh my son wants a hamster, and my other son's just like, I want to see Santa.
2: Well, yes, he wants viable evidence that he either exists or he doesn't exist, and I, I, I respect that. I respect that. I respect He's that. Full.
3: <laughs>
2: again, viable. Again, that, that, that's a, that's a man who understands that you say something's real, but let us see some tangible evidence. Yeah. Let's let's let let's get to the brass tacks of it all.
1: Yeah. Or like he might have a complaint
2: others. about a previous gift, and he might just you know have a. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, my my other son wants a hamster to call it Pikachu. Pikachu. Oh. Because oh. Pikachu is a mouse Pokemon.
2: Ah. Will you paint it yellow and then like draw little stripes on its back?
0: I could. What do you sell for an Australian rat? Yes, yeah, we could ship
2: you one probably.
0: <laughs> no, no, thank you. We'll, we'll,
1: chop, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll chop off the tail so it looks more like a hamster.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, no, you're just right. Uh, That's just reminded me of something. (laughs) Sorry. My sister was once traumatized by my granddad because we had rabbits growing up. Mine was wizard. Hers was smudge. Um, We were going away for a weekend and we said to my granddad, when you come to feed the rabbits, do not let them out. You will not be able to catch them. (laughs) You know, we said to him, don't let the rabbits out. Um, Because we normally let them run in the garden and, that me and my sister would have a game of catching them before they drowned in the pond or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came back from this holiday, and my granddad said, I've got a gift for you, Nicola. She held a hand out, I in her hand, he put her rabbit's tail.
3: Oh,
1: oh, oh. he had let the rabbit out, thinking, Oh, they need, they, they need, need some run. exercise, <laughs> need some exercise. Then when he tried to get them back in he couldn't so he he found a plant pot and threw it over a rabbit <laughs> and went so the the plant pots over the rabbit but the tail sticking out so he grabs the tail lifts the plant pot thinking the rabbit will be stuck no the rabbit runs off the tail still in his hand oh sorry nicola for the retelling that <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: so,
1: yeah don't be chopping off any any rat's tails for me. Yeah. It, it'll just bring back more drama. Okay, I'll just send I'll
0: send I'll send it with it.
2: Um. Yeah. that'll be painful but also hilarious. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if did we did you then obviously attempt to use the tail for magic?
1: Well, I I think I was about eight at the time.
2: So no. That's <laughs> that, 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 so that no. sounds like a different no.
1: No, this these were also the same two rabbits that we thought were both boys, and turned out they weren't.
2: How, but you can't tell with an animal if it's an like. I'm assuming. How would you tell if it's a male or female?
1: Because a, a male has an appendage that the female doesn't.
2: <laughs> I, I'm aware of how It's, human it's called a works. penis.
3: <laughs>
1: well, they do have them.
2: No, but essentially, apart from you know lifting it up and playing with its fur, you won't be. Like, basically, <laughs>
1: yeah. They you were sold of- to us as two boys but hers turned out to be the, the female. So that Christmas we ended up with seven baby rabbits. Yeah,
2: see that makes complete logical sense then.
1: And we kept one of them because it was white and had red eyes and called it Christmas.
2: That's, that's a good look for a rabbit though, the, the, the white with the red eyes. It's, you know, yeah, we've got one. We've got nothing, nothing, nothing beats a demonic-looking animal. But, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> we have it's one of those. Ex- outstanding. my well, gives a- you kisses. So not for a ritual sacrifice, then?
1: No, no. <laughs> Pip, Pip Pip, is lovely. Um, Pip is one years old this Christmas because we got him for Christmas last year. Mm. Uh, and he's lovely. He... he... But... Uh, you'd think it would be nice and sweet to the kids... No, its favourite person in the house is the one person who didn't want to get a rabbit.
2: That's logical. My husband. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah the husband that's, didn't want to get a rabbit.
0: That's, that's how it always works. My brother-in-law didn't want a dog. They got a dog. Now it's his dog.
1: Yeah, Pip is basically no. my husband's rabbit more than anyone else's right now. Gives him kisses.
2: Interesting. So then it'll be his decision to sacrifice such a power later on in the story because essentially he has formed a bond with it and then shattering that bond of betrayal will gain him will gain him the ability to cast his spell it,
1: it will also shatter his lo- the love his children have for him
2: but then that gains more power you see where I'm coming from a building of again this is again this is again, again i thought you people were british this is warlock 101 like i thought you guys were descended from druids of Celts. this is this is this is this is, this is, this is standard magic that we're talking about here stock standard spell casting like you know,
3: not at all old... all the time want an argument with my wife I do not need any more power <laughs> no,
0: that's <laughs> true that's going
2: in the soundbot <laughs> so you're storing this power but again to what purpose will you be using the power for what item will you acquire with said power
0: She's like, please stop. <laughs> he knows
1: now. He knows he's in trouble now. He's choosing not to speak.
2: <laughs>
1: Which is a rarity.
2: Now
3: <laughs> Jamie.
1: Yeah.
2: We've I've I've given my wish list of, of stories I want created. If you if if you were if you were to if if Rebecca was found in some magical free time in in her, in her <laughs> development cycle, what story would you want crafted? I I don't know. <laughs> She's pretty busy. Oh, uh, Look at this the the writer <laughs> yeah. amongst us, the one who's oh, like look, I'm I, going I, to no, be look. an author. What make a story? <laughs> I don't know. Like come well, on, no. no I,
0: don't,
1: you, I don't I don't I don't think you understand. How how
0: hectic my schedule is! Oh, I'm, I'm I, aware. I, I would settle. I would settle to um, put some input input in on the cat Graham Henry Cavill, but maybe the chess idea. The chess idea, you know, the chess game, Chris.
2: Ah, yes, these the, the erotic chess, excellent.
0: And it's all implied.
1: Oh, well, well, well. Maybe they could be on a break
2: from. Um... Uh, yes, they're on a break playing chess, and the the game is extremely erotic. Fantastic.
0: No, and to put some tension in, it's set mid mid pandemic, and no one's allowed to touch.
2: <gasps> <laughs> Imagine that. Like everything's
0: implied.
1: Yeah, you see, that's very sore subject for me. Because <laughs> you got to remember, I worked through the pandemic. And so did all my carers. Mm. And yeah,
3: that's right. Yeah,
1: I got to see what lockdown did to too many people. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's still having an effect now. So I would,
2: ima- I would imagine so. It's, it'll, it'll take some time to. It'll take many, many more years to recover. Yeah,
3: you
2: know, yeah. For from from that, I'd say.
1: Hence why. Matt Hancock is now eating every disgusting male, uh, animal appendage there
2: is. Yeah, if only we could get that sort of, that level oh. of cathartic release. Like that's a, that's we, we need that over here. Please. We need that over there here, but no, that's the, that like that's they're all, get, to... they're, all,
0: they're all getting re-elected over here.
2: <laughs> yes. That is true.
1: Don't get me started. started on our, our our politics over here, because then I, I I will probably my chair will be pushed to the side and my husband will take over. Okay,
2: happy thoughts. We
1: all
2: understand that prime ministers are temporary in nature. Now that's fine. We are, we get we get we get this concept. Like we and we've done the same thing with ours, where it's we're, we're like, like
0: four and five years. Exactly. We we, we, are, we get this. We get the idea <laughs>
1: Nils just said, hold my beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we understand temporary adventure over here as well. Uh,
1: yeah. No, I, I think, um, um, what what can I say to, to make it a more cheerier subject? Um, oh, my daughter came uh, joint first place in her ballroom and Latin dancing competition. There we go. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Was that, was that tonight or the other day? No, or that or... was
1: a few weekends ago. Um, a very proud mummy moment. So if she ever looks back and listens to this when she's over eighteen, obviously, um, she can she can hear how much her mommy's proud of her.
3: We, why you... over
1: eighteen? I don't
2: think I have said anything slightly inappropriate <laughs> at all. I could have gone way. I could, again. Huh.
1: If anything, I think the word camel penis has been used in this.
2: Yes, but, it's, but th- again, that's applying... A and human you also ageing questioned
1: ageing. the genitalia of her rabbit.
2: Correct, by saying that you have to molest your rabbit to find the genitalia, absolutely. I, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's now, now just science, Jamie. <laughs> How else are you meant to find the genitalia? Part? Again, what is the more scientific term than molest when you're trying to find a rabbit's parts?
1: Gender identification.
2: Yeah, but are you really doing that? Or are you... Are you flipping your rabbit over and then then, it depends
0: what your intentions are chris
2: and it sounds like you're a duck (laughs) (laughs) uh no i'm not a duck i don't i don't grow a a new weaponized penis every year thank you very much although that would be amazing i do i I, you know i don't do that although if if, if you had one power if there was a superhero out there that'd be a great power to have (laughs) I, I hope Rebecca Castle isn't a fan of ducks or or, or you know or or, or um oh. actually that would be a great supernatural book about a supernatural <laughs> duck. About a supernatural duck.
1: Um, you see, whenever someone mentions like ducks and stuff, I always think back to the chicken, the duck in friends.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. That was a long time ago TV series. Yes. It doesn't it does not hold up. <laughs>
1: That's
0: you. Oh, oh. shot fired! <laughs> oh. but, but this is also coming from someone who said, you know, Chris says that uh, the Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie still holds up, and yeah, I they watched, are spectacular. I watched them, and they and they <laughs> do well, not of hold Of course, up.
1: they still hold up. She's oh, got they... like armored bras to keep them held up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, English accent <laughs> yes.
2: is spectacular and flawless. In this, in in that, in that film, it is a flawless masterpiece, crafted, and it's arguably <laughs> arguably the greatest video game movie of all time. Which is not a very high bar to jump across, but there, you go, but there it is. Uh,
1: yeah, I will agree to the games. The games have, I did have the original game on my PlayStation. I think
2: everyone had the original game. Yeah,
1: I did have that along with Abe's Odyssey and. Uh, Final
2: Fantasy, obviously. Obviously. But again, you're, you're a fan of Final Fantasy 7. Well, we all know 8 is superior. But again, that's... that's that's No. More, that's, that, 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 oh, that's, there's oh, oh, there's
1: an argument. There's an argument. It goes 7, 9,
2: then 8. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen here. 8 <laughs> is superior by every... By story. Story elements. Characters to 9. 9 is just... Was a throwback to an old era that didn't make sense after coming from. Nine's
1: main character had a monkey tail.
2: Eight's main character said whatever quite a lot and folded his arms and was brooding.
1: Yeah, wimp. (gasps) Oh.
2: No, he was not a wimp. He was the hero, the reluctant hero in many regards.
1: I'm going to win this argument. Right, I right, am. Right. Because this this is a passion of mine. Okay.
2: Oh, you have not Final seen fantasy my
1: seven. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. By far the best. Not just because of its main characters, but because it has Sephiroth.
2: Yes. Oh, Sephiroth is an iconic villain. I am not... Not I, just
1: I, iconic he was the game-changing villain.
2: I will concede the point about Sephiroth being just absolutely Says again.
1: Did you not gasp and hold your breath when he appeared out of nowhere with the longsword to destroy Ares? Yes. Did that not just break your hearts and think, Thank God, there's
2: Tifa still. I mean, I was always Team Tifa anyway. But I mean, that's not. I that, was always Team Tifa. I mean, that's just that. Like anyone who like, in that moment,
1: didn't you go? Thank God, it wasn't Tifa.
2: Well, no. If again, it it was yeah. If it was Tifa, there would be there would be a blood rage required that, and sacrifices of again. That would be the John Wick. There'll be Clouds John Wick, Wick moment. I guess it's it's. There's, you're you it's a strong it's a strong argument but i would argue that Renault and squall's relationship was a much more well thought much more better constructed in terms of you know finality they you know rather than Seven's slightly open did cloud and tifa ever get together maybe
1: but well, i actually quite adore open ended stories because with a very finalized closing ending it's it makes the fantasy of the person who's played the game go oh that might not have been the ending I wanted whereas by leaving it just that little bit open your own imagination takes place and you can sort of go from the implied ending Mm -hmm. make your own happy ending for those characters in a way
2: look, but I don't think anyone else wanted scores that to not end up with Renault. Maybe Chris, Christ hot teacher. again, I get that one. I, that makes the logical sense that she had a whip. so I mean I get that. But that was the perfect ending because it was, again, final. it had it resolved but itself.
1: You're basing your arguments. On one part, which is the ending, for me, it's the whole journey. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: seven has the better overall story and side quests and world I mean, come on! Didn't you? I spent hours trying to make sure that I got that black chocobo
3: Oh,
2: I, I, my, my, I, 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 mastered the chocobo racing. I had legendary yeah. fast, except for my green chocobo who wanted to sprint the entire time, and I didn't know why he would do that, but that was his decision. Made, made racing with him almost barely impossible. But again, <laughs> cool. I would argue that, yes, look, 7 was absolutely game-changing and a masterpiece because, obviously... Yes.
0: Oh, we lost him.
1: I think he froze, man.
2: Oh, sorry.
1: sorry, the
0: internet doesn't agree with <laughs> It was yeah, game-changing. It,
2: it's game-changing and it was a masterpiece because, obviously, it was doing a lot of things that were but different um this it was the first time i think you know the the game was on multiple discs and everyone was so shocked that that was even even a a thing that you know a game would be of that size and and so i'm not going to argue that it's not iconic but i would argue that and yes you can you can disagree all you want (laughs) skull meeting renault at the dance Having to watch him, her golf his arch rival, having his arch rival then kill you know one of his summons, finding out implied in terms of his his family heritage and his ongoing quest to to you know be dragged into a war simply because of her. In the end, making the sacrifice and then depending on your level, him. Being alive at the end is a far more enjoying story because it is beginning middle and end whilst with final fantasy 7 because they've diluted it with their bazillion spin-offs and then their new game where they're changing the entire story and plot it, it, it does tarnish its legacy somewhat
1: but if they did the same to eight you'd say the same thing
2: If they tarnish the legacy of eight, yes, I would say that.
1: But the reason they are doing it to seven is because of how great it was. They're clinging on to seven for its popularity, for its story, for its characters, because of how great they are. They're not doing it to eight because eight doesn't have what seven has. At this
0: point, Chris, would you like to tag in Neil? Would you like to bring him in for some help? <laughs> no, uh, look, <laughs> I, look, I, I'm
2: fully aware that my ranking of eight over seven is controversial in in many circles. Oh. But again, but I, but but eight, but okay, look, I will concede that seven. You could, I definitely, you say is better than than eight. I, could, I could, you could, you could, like again, from just by purely, if you're looking at the pure metrics of fandom, toys, action figures. Erotic stories, you know, Japanese animations on various on Tifa. You could argue that, yeah, Seven does stand alone in that regards. But and now
1: do you understand why my husband clings onto that one victory? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yes, I, 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 am, I am sensing the theme there. But we will be sending Neil a medal um- <laughs> <laughs> and some sort of meat platter of, of, of handsome rats. Of the of the most <laughs> handsome rats I can find in the bu- the bush, but I will just say one thing though: putting nine above eight is ludicrous in every sense of the, in every sense of the term ludicrous. Na- because nine had nothing. Nine was this. Nine f- had fun. Fun.
1: Yes. Fun. it had a whimsy to it. It had a whimsy to its tail. Come on. Uh, Sid was a hopping frog for most of it. And it just you could enjoy that, that game. It had a lot of um when Vivi was a great character in that one. Zidane. Um, you know, I I, I genuinely found that game fun to play. It was it was polar opposite to seven, which is why I think I enjoyed it so much because you had the seriousness of seven and then Final Fantasy IX was just it it had more. It it, it didn't just seem doom and gloom all the time. There was a lot of whimsical moments in that one. Well, it did have a serious storyline, it had a very, very action-packed storyline, mm-hmm. but the characters intermittently had Fun and they gave you little side quests which made you go, Oh, this character's really actually quite funny. I mean, the only one that you could say that with for um, Final Fantasy VII was Yuffie. Yuffie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the other characters were very serious, very down You had Vincent, you had Barrett, mm-hmm. you had Tifa, um, Kate Sith. They were all very serious characters apart from Yuffie. Whereas in this other one, there's a lot more. Um, like, come on, Freya, she's like a kangaroo.
3: Okay, yeah,
1: and
2: that's, and that's again maybe maybe that's also one of my issues with that game itself is because it was like such a departure from you know this what I would consider more mature storytelling in eight, then going. Finishing 8, loving 8 so much, and then going into 9 and then going with this weird whatever, as, as you mentioned, it very, you know, I'm whimsical bit, game.
1: I, I think the reason why maybe 9 comes before 8 for me is because 7 was such a great game for me that when I tried to play 8, I, I felt let down. And then I have spent a few years not playing the mm. game. And then when 9 came out, I gave it a chance to, like, you know what? I'm having fun with this. So maybe it's a personal thing of because I went straight from seven to eight, didn't enjoy yes. eight yep. because of seven, but then nine was so different that I enjoyed that.
2: That makes sense from a personal level in terms of why you yeah. why you would rank that as such yeah, that's having, a
3: personal
2: one. having said that I, you know you'd argue four is stronger than all of them, but again, that's a whole separate other that's a whole separate <laughs> other uh, conversation mm-hmm. in terms of. Um, Because you know, with Final Fantasy IV, you had Cecil, who was the Dark Knight, with you know that fulfilled the prophecy and fought fought the Shadow Self to become the White, to become the Holy Sword Paladin,
1: fulfilling the prophecy. I was too young for four when that came
2: out uh yeah well I, you know i think i think we all were but i replayed that obviously recently i think we were fairly recent uh, fairly recently because there's been a bazillion really not- there's been a bazillion releases of all the games so i think that that's one of the strong one. jamie on, on this on this particular call hates final fantasy no you... i I've played,
0: and, i played the only one i've played is final
2: fantasy seven here's the weirdest thing i would say with that um jamie and that the, and rebecca <laughs> i hope you can cast some Light on what the hell. (laughs) Jamie loves D and D. D and D has a turn-based combat system because it's D and D. &D. But he hates Final Fantasy because it has a turn-based system. And I'm sitting there going, like, what is your? D
1: &D and D has something that though uh, that Final Fantasy doesn't have. Okay, which is Final Fantasy is a set story. It's uh, a set. You're agreeing with Jamie. West. It's a set. <laughs> yes, it's turn-based, but the turn-based is very selective. Okay. D&D, you create your character, you create your motives, you create everything about yourself and use your own motives to make your decisions on your turn. Whereas with Final Fantasy, you have to use logic and, stati- and strategy. Yes. You have to use... You have to think it's not it's not a quick like, um, you know, that Tifa is running out of X, Y, Z, so that whoever's next turn is to thing needs to throw a potion. With D&D, it's about choices. Do I go down this path or this path? Do I use this sword or this? It's it's all a bit more uh, imaginative.
3: Wow! And so you also more...
2: apply to Jamie's wrong school of thought. That's you know, <laughs> it's not the wrong school of
1: thought. It's a different school of thought, mm. which happens to be the right.
0: But it's that's another you know.
2: <laughs> wow, I, this almost feels like collusion. That you like that you, it, well, sounds, well, it sounds got- like you've pre-prepared. Some of these answers, Jamie. No,
1: um, I, 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 I'm just <laughs> okay. let's remember. I'm also I also one of my other favorite games is World of Warcraft. Okay, mm. which you know it's got a lot of choices, a lot of variety, a lot of yep. you can play the game in so different many different ways. You but... see,
2: I, see, I'm Final Fantasy 14 over World of Warcraft as as a as a as, a, as a, when I was online gaming <laughs> um, and because you know because for a while for for a while and the reason why i love it so much is because i've been starved because you know i was starved for a traditional final fantasy story final fantasy 14 fills that that need of basically your traditional final fantasy story arc it's it's, it's traditional final fantasy Whilst well, so then you had because then you had like 13 and you had 15 and you had those
1: for 13 i i tried to play it but literally, the first two hours of playing that game, I was literally just going, dip, Yeah, dip, yeah, dip, dip. so I lost interest after the first two hours. 13 because... and
2: 15 are the ones that I actually have not finished. The first, there were like 13 was the first final fantasy I never finished, 15 was also, I didn't care for playing uh, the boy band version of the game that they decided they wanted to, to release. Um, and then, 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 then although I've, I thought that that was a very good look at Japanese society and culture at the time on terms of you know um male and female relationships where they're saying this girl is the love of your life why because we told you so it's like but mm. what's their stuff like why is she the love of- because we said so it's like
1: it's like me with my books I can't just say oh my god this person is the love of my life for no correct. reason I have to have a whole universe built as to why Damien and Holly <laughs> love each other it's it's not a Oh, here's two characters. You love each other. Go.
2: Exactly. See, it's... and that's and then that's why I went down the Final Fantasy 14 rabbit hole because I wanted a traditional Final Fantasy story, and then hopefully 16 because because it's made by the same people that did 14 will <laughs> will be back to a traditional Final Fantasy story. Mm. Unlikely, yeah. but again, I'll give it hope. I have hope because I have to have hope in something.
1: We always need hope in something.
2: Always. Except for Jamie. He doesn't like hope.
1: Apparently. I actually disagree with that. Really? I do. (laughs) I do. Do you know why? Why? He supports other authors.
2: Oh. Oh.
1: Look at Jamie
2: and his support.
1: Oh, no. If you don't, if you are on a, if you don't have hope, you don't help other people to you know promote their work Mm. you don't help other people to you know have a voice and have a say someone with no hope would not give other people a chance
2: well there you go I've never thought of it that way maybe because I see Jamie as this gloomy man who lives on the (laughs) mountain lives on the mountain (laughs) which he does he lives on a mountain but that's you know but there you go if i've learned one thing from the from this entire piece it is that jamie gives others hope so much Not that so he that he gives
1: others hope that he he has hope in others
2: well, there you go that yeah. means jamie because of this hope you're giving others We are expecting you to then finish any one of the novels you've been speaking about in terms of that you've been writing about because, again, you've had a thousand different ideas, a thousand different scenarios and stories. You just have to pick one, sit down, finish it.
0: Well, when I I get off work, you know, at a reasonable hour, then I usually sit down and I I start working on stuff. Good. What time do you normally finish work? Oh, I'm usually home by six, so I start at six. I get home anywhere between you know five thirty and six thirty, um, and I work six days a week. Normally, I got today off. But...
2: Although that's your choice, though, on the sixth day.
0: It is my choice.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. So look, maybe take every second weekend. Yeah. Lock yourself in a room and write.
0: Well, I, I yeah, you know, next next month is Christmas, so I'll have a lot, a lot of time off
2: that's good and if if you're struggling to write in a room what we can do is we will buy a device that (laughs) and we'll attach it to some sort of electrical shock collar (laughs) and we oh we will get one of those dog training devices and we'll put it around your neck and then when you put the barricade around you there's a a flag barricade and then if you walk outside the flag barricade it shocks the dog we will do that with you and then make it so that you can't leave your room, then you're forced to write.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> or you can go with my plan. <laughs> <laughs> What's but, your plan? <laughs> my plan is the, the best motivators I have for writing is my beta group. You know, a select few who I share what yeah. I'm doing with on a, you know, as I'm doing it, you know, having them yeah, that's good. say, those girls are it for me. You know, yeah. if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be writing
0: uh, at the all. Problem, the problem with me is is I go, hey people, do you want to read this? And they go, Yeah, I'll read it. And I, I never hear from them.
3: That's, yeah, that's, that's, that, you,
2: that's the wrong people. You need to find Uh-oh. a group of the right people.
1: You need to go on to a, not that I'm telling you, you have to, It's that sounded very much like an order. Like I was talking to my husband, I, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I would suggest you do is I, I found my brownie group through going on to a um, social media page mm-hmm. for romance readers. All right. Yeah. Okay, and saying, I'm writing a book. I need volunteers to join. So you, you go to the people, you find a social group that is actually the, your target audience.
3: Yeah.
1: And ask for up to 30 people to join a private group. They become your beta readers. And then you'll find out of that 30, I got 8 to 12 get girls who have just been my rock.
3: Because Because
1: they don't know me, because they've come to know me as the author. Yeah. Not as um, Rebecca, who, you know, up until recently expressed didn't actually have a voice about writing.
2: Well, there we go. Look, so we have two schools of thought here on on how electrocution or (laughs) my school of thought, where we Torture Jamie into writing by electric shock and other such uh, devices that I will that I will implement, or joining a writing group and finding support.
0: Please cast your votes in the comments below.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still maintain mine will get better results, but I do believe Jamie, you're probably leaning towards the writing group rather than the shock collar. Is that correct? To
1: be fair, though, if you left it to a vote. The next time we see you all by your beard, <laughs> we singe from all the
0: electricity. <laughs> or I'll actively be wearing a dog collar. Um.
2: So dog collar? No, no, yes. <laughs> I <That's>, said, or,
3: <laughs> are you fine, reading fine. into it?
2: Uh, but that's good advice for, for, yeah. for that, that she's provided for, for writers, youth, if they wanted to have their stories told is yes, find yeah, the mean, right I'm- people to read.
1: I mean, in the last video, I promoted another writer's book. In this one, I actually want to have a shout out to my friend Angela because she is one of my original beta readers. And she's just released her first book because she was my beta reader. Um, because they, it was a daft thing. They all sort of got... Got a little bit windy over the fact that I was going away for a weekend and couldn't write the next chapter. And I left them on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I said, Hey, the next chapter, the next chapter will be worth it. It's, it's a bit of a heated scene. The next chapter, it's the scene you've all been waiting for. Um I went, Oh, but that can't take you. I went, it's one of the hardest scenes to write. Believe it or not, those scenes where they are getting all hot and steamy is actually one of the most hardest scenes to write. So I dared them all. I said, i tell you what, I dare you all to write a thousand words on a heated scene and then I will give you the next chapter. Angela was the only one who took that dare seriously. And I got those thousand words off her Mm -hmm. and I read them and I turned around and went, Angela, where's the rest of this story? Where is the rest of this? No, I need the rest of this story. And it's turned into a, a, a... 50-odd p- uh, chapter book that she is literally released this week. Oh, awesome. Where, where can we get it? Yeah, I was going to say, Amazon. who
2: is this author? Well, tell Angela me a bit Darling. about the
1: book. Angela Darling. Okay. You'll find her on Amazon. Howl in the Shadows is the book. It's in the same genre as mine. So it is werewolves, but it is also witches. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. And do you know what, I shouldn't say this, but she's going to surpass me.
0: (gasps) The student has become the master.
1: She is. She's so imaginative and so creative with her storyline. She has such little twists and plots and it's just been a pleasure.
0: See, Chris, this is what supporting someone looks like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But again, we don't know if... If Rebecca put a shock collar on Angela, would the same results not be achieved?
1: Well, I couldn't because she's in a different country. What country is she in? She's in America.
2: You're right. Uh, that would be a hard my flight. Group.
1: My support group is all over the world. I've got people in America, Brazil, Sweden. Liliana came over first from Sweden for a few days that was amazing I loved meeting her in person she's the sweetest girl in the world um Holly came over from Indiana uh for two weeks with her son to meet, just to say hi <laughs> you know um it's been amazing you know
2: but that what you said right there is the thing that um You know in my normal boring you know upper management roles and companies and corporations we look that that's one of the key elements and also it's also one of the key elements in anime storytelling is which is always the concept of that your student will always surpass you and if they don't surpass you you have failed as their teacher jamie struggles with this concept because he wouldn't want anyone to surpass him but but the concept is it's true You want to train someone, you want to nurture them in the the, the talents, you know, much like if they did Star Wars, right, you'd have Luke Skywalker Jedi Academy, but then he would be the strongest Jedi, but then the next generation would surpass him because he had passed on the knowledge and they'd learned that, but then the next generation of that Jedi would surpass that generation. That is how things are meant to work. Ryan Johnson. <coughs> anyway, again, I don't want to I don't want to bring Paul Rebecca into this into that conversation. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet. That's good. And so Jamie, I, the first the quick next question is obviously. Um, you as a support man, let let us use your support channel and let us find this Angela and see if you can book an interview with Ryan to be safe because essentially, you know, <laughs> let's let's not let's not again, let's not let's, let us ease her into yeah. <laughs> <do> an interview <laughs> with with some softball questions rather than my with rather than my yeah, round no. of interviewing.
1: Yeah, we'd love to have her on. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. Angela, she she's amazing. You know, she's such a character. Um, you know, I, I do do Adora, and she's been one of the biggest supporters for me. I mean, I could rally off a whole bunch of names, but Angela's that one person who, when I'm having a bad day, I don't want someone going, oh, it'll be all right. I, she's, her and Lil's especially, they're the type of go- girls who go, right, where's my plane ticket? I'm coming to kick some ass. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. You know, yeah. they're the ones that'll be like, no, you're right, Rebecca, you you have complete, you you." sometimes you don't want people going, Oh, but it'll be all right. Stop your winging. Stop your crying. You want people to go? Yeah, you're right. Cry your eyes out, then dry them, and then we'll go kick ass. Mm-hmm. They're my girls.
2: Yeah, uh, that's you know what, Jamie. I think to help you with your writing, you need to start <laughs> in this romance genre. Join, and then you know, join this <laughs> start group writing of group. romance. Join this group of girls. I'll too. make it sounds an like honorary you brownie.
1: Need. You can come into the brownie group for <laughs> yeah, a, a little I, while.
2: I think, I think, Jamie, that's what you need. Brownies. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. everyone needs brownies. Obviously, <laughs> it sounds well, like a...
1: #Chapter42. Everyone needs brownies.
2: We have now a plan for you, Jamie, to get you to get, you know continue writing one Shot collar therapy, probably bet, the best one. But again, I'll, I'll leave that up to you in terms of that one. <laughs> Write a romance story and then join this brownie group, but it sounds like a, a, a group, great group of individuals, or and then obviously three support that group with their writings with the, with your channel and then the, and then help them grow Jamie might I suggest you, with your first with your first novel let us do something again fairly tame and fairly simple you know about about Henry Cavill loving father um, raising a small child by himself then hires a babysitter who was Cat Graham and then, obviously, then you know that then their relationship develops further. You can throw in a supernatural element, to say that they are a House of Dragons, and so there's are the <laughs> last of a dragon bloodline. And she's she's obviously human, doesn't know that he's from a fa- he, that he's the, the former dragon king who's thrown by his wicked cousin. But again, I'll leave I'll leave the details up to you. But you know, this let us start you on this smart journey of writing, it's and then we fun. see where we see That's where we land. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, Jay, let us us, again, first of all, let us thank our guests for coming along and allowing us to berate her with a million questions about implied incest and various different forms of insanity. So, Rebecca, thank you for coming on. Would you like to plug your wares one last time for us?
1: Oh, why the hell not? Um... (laughs) Yeah, head on over to Amazon and um, look up the Rising Dawn series and also the spin-off, Accepting the Unacceptable. You won't regret it. Um, And you you find me on Facebook under Rebecca Castle's um, books. And also you can join the pack, Mm. uh, the Rising Dawn pack group, which is actually set up by... girls from my brownie group where they all discuss and support you know because sometimes there are touchy subjects in my book and you know they're there to support yeah you know if someone finds a a particular subject and they want to get something off their chest they can do in that group Mm -hmm. which is great i think that's a fantastic thing that they've set up um and then you can also find me on tiktok uh rebecca castle's author
2: excellent cool and jamie would you like us to promote your wares now
0: oh you want me to promote my wares oh, you know um, well, where can well, people actually, find
2: you blah 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 blah
1: blah
0: we've got to support
1: you now
3: exactly
0: yeah well I, I have an instagram J, i go under j.a bryden uh, that's my author stuff but i'm pretty easy to find i've got a website that i don't do anything on anymore um, i have a book that i wrote with chris called letters from the emu wall um and yes chris we just heard from our publisher because it's getting republished under a publisher and uh oh. the process has started Excellent. Um, So I still
2: say my original name was better, but then you said it was offensive and borderline just offensive. No, I I didn't say it was offensive. I said people might. (laughs) Letters (laughs) to Emu Jima is a better name than Letters of the Emu War. But (laughs) again,
1: my husband telling me about the Emu Wars years ago.
2: Australia lost the waterbirds. Correct
1: about that book. He's like, I know that book.
2: We so, yeah. Yeah. Australia lost. Uh, Australia lost the war to emus. Yeah, I know. I remember Offici- my husband
1: telling uh, me about officially. that. He just a, it's a fantastic story, and you can't believe f- actually written about it.
0: Yeah, well, well, funny enough, um, they're making a movie on it. Um, uh, John Cleese, Rob Snyder Oh, of um, course, it to be John
1: Cleese.
0: Yeah, and i I sent I sent my book to John Cleese uh, a month or two ago. I should um, send
1: mine to Henry Cavill.
0: Oh, let's let, let's let's all send our stuff to henry cavill
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anyone out there has the contact details for henry cavill let us know on, no message us don't let us know in the comments messages privately <laughs> yeah please
1: not like i'm gonna stalk him or anything
2: no not at all not at that maybe a little bit i mean again a little stalking <laughs> never, a little stalking never hurt anyone
0: yeah no, but that that's, that's it. I've got you know, I've got two books out. I've got Letters from the Emu War and Bucks Night, which is what would happen if the zombie apocalypse, zombie apocalypse ha- happened at a medieval themed Bucks party. Uh, so it's that's more of a novella, and it's you know, it was my first attempt at writing something different. Um, not as successful as Emu's fighting, you know,
2: war, but. Not as successful as civil war based email. successful as civil war based email letters. Yeah. Um. Uh, in, in the in the you know in the in the docu- in the documentary style of a Ken oh. Burns documentary. Yeah. Yes, correct. You know that, yeah. that, that that is that is, more, that is slightly <laughs> slightly different. Yeah. And um, where can they, where, where can they reach you in terms of this podcast? If they have any questions, comments, complaints. Oh yeah.
0: If if you want to just. You know, if you're an author and you want to come on for an interview, if you have random comments or queries, uh, the true and the fictional at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram at stories underscore podcasts. Um, They're probably the two most reachable places you can find us.
1: And also can I suggest that anyone listening to this show their support for you guys, because you really do help a lot of people out by giving them a voice. Mm -hmm. So what is it that buy me a coffee? Yeah,
0: buymeacoffee.com slash s-t-t-a-t-f. The link will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, you can support us there. Um, you can even come on and and compete against Rebecca Castles for um, promotion and uh, support.
2: And we are more than interested in hearing your version of the Henry Cavill catagram <laughs> story-themed lines as well. Again, action... Sci-fi doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the genre as long as those two are the main characters.
0: <laughs> they can be do, doing anything. They can be playing beach volleyball. They can be, you know, taking over the roles of other people, like like Henry Cavill as as um, instead of Tom Cruise in Maverick.
2: That that'd be that'd be that'd be interesting as well. I
0: don't think Henry Cavill would fit in the plane,
2: but. <laughs> I, I don't think i don't think they make the planes that to the size of, the, of that yet yeah, correct i think you know yeah. i think you know and and let us hope let us hope in the next superman they don't take the um if they don't they don't take the uh marvel approach and and out the man's bulge uh, as they did, as they did in wakanda but that's a we won't Yeah, there we go on that note on a man's hot pants and bulge thank you for listening and as we say every single time in the episode we bid you adieu. Thank you.